Another episode of the Iron and Grit podcast coming at you right now. Uh, This time I want to talk about the importance of feedback and providing yourself feedback and getting feedback from others in the gym or your training partner or somebody that you trust um, that might be um, maybe at your level or above your level. And if they're below your level, maybe you can just have them video record you as you're lifting, uh, do like a like a 360 um, while you're training and uh, kind of catch your form from all angles so you can uh, look at it later. Um, or sometimes in between sets so you can make uh, immediate adjustments. So that's one of the great things about technology and, and video recording is that you can get the truth right there in front of you and get it in real time because um, it's hard it's very hard to analyze yourself while you are in the moment training it's just it's it, sometimes it can be dangerous and uh it's just it's not it's not an easy thing to do um if you're training extremely heavy um especially if you're squatting or deadlifting or bench pressing because you know that single split second lapse in concentration or focus could be dangerous um, you know, it could cause an injury or, or worse. So you got to be careful with that. But feedback is very important. I bring it up because today I did a, a technical skills day. Um, I've been working on getting my deadlift up to 500 pounds. Um, I attempted 495 a couple of weeks ago, and I, I got maybe like 65, 70% of the rep. But um, I just wasn't able to lock it out. Uh, and I think it was just due to my form. I think my form was a little off or it wasn't ideal um, for that amount of weight and my body mechanics. So I have been doing more sumo lifts lately. So getting used to generating power in a safe way uh, in a sumo squat position has been a learning experience for me, but I, I do enjoy it. And it's, it's a lot of fun because I can move a lot of weight and I feel like I can move that weight uh, more safely in a sumo squat position compared to a, a, tension, a um, conventional deadlift. And I think that's because I'm tall, I have a long spine, a long torso, and I don't want to compromise my, my lower back um, so or my hips or anything for that matter, but especially the lower back as you start getting in the you know, 400, 450 pound range. Um, for me personally, that's where it starts to push it. And I really got to focus and have everything dialed in uh, to make sure that I'm lifting uh, safely. Sometimes I even say a little prayer, <laughs> like, God, please let me uh, do all this safely without getting hurt. Um, and that kind of gives me some peace of mind. But at the end of the day, feedback is super important. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, feedback from, from, from yourself, like asking yourself questions. Do a lift recognize how that lift felt think about that and then ask questions on okay did that feel good did that feel not good what could I do to make it feel better is it hitting the muscles I wanted to hit did I feel a weird sensation um, somewhere in my body that I don't know why it was there or it shouldn't be there and just kind of allow yourself to think and explore uh, your, your ideas and, and your questions um specific example when I was deadlifting today uh, I kept on the sumo I usually have my feet pointing way out like my toes are almost touching 
the weight on either side. And they're usually pointing out almost like clown's feet. They're pointing almost directly to my sides. Um, they're probably at like a, like a 60 degree angle outward. Okay. Or like a 30 degree angle from my shoulders, if that makes sense. Uh, and then my hands, uh, typically they used to be how I normally did it. My grip would be where the gnarling is. So I would wrap my index finger where the, that gnarling is, um, just where, uh, you know, that first set of, of gnarling is, um, if you start from the center of the bar and move out, but I think that might be a little too wide. So today I was practicing, I left my feet in the same position and then I just changed one variable at a time. I moved my feet or I moved my grip in so that my pinky was on the outside or was just inside of the gnarling on either side. And I feel like maybe that was a little too narrow. So then I moved it to my uh, ring finger. I moved my ring finger on top of the gnarling on either side. And that seemed to be a little more comfortable. Um, because the first one was a little too narrow and I kind of felt a lot more tension on my traps, which is weird, which makes me think that I was kind of lurching forward. And when, if I were to go up in weight while doing that, I think it could have caused some problems. But, um, another thing that I did, so I changed my grip probably about four or five different ways. And then I changed my footing probably about four or five different ways. I moved my feet in a little bit. I pointed my toes a little more directly forward and I kind of sat into that position to just kind of see like how it felt. Was I able to generate, um, power with my, with my glutes and with my, uh, thighs and hamstrings in that position and just kind of really felt it out. Um, I'd go all the way. I'd do a couple of sets with a couple of reps just to kind of feel what it felt like all the way from the bottom to the top of the motion and then, you know, adjust accordingly based on, you know, the feedback that my body was giving me. And I think that obviously it seems like something that, uh, is obvious and it is when you think about it, but a lot of times people just, they go on autopilot. I know I do, and I could go weeks or months without realizing something, uh, that if I would have just thought about it for a second, I could have changed it and improved my form and then been more productive over like the previous three or four weeks. So just something to keep in mind. Um, always be, be thinking of, okay, how, how, how could this improve? How could this feel better? Um, and just make the most, make the most of your time in the gym. Hold up here. We've got a lot of action going on in the, uh, garage. It's a very tight garage that I park in got people walking all over going to work some dude was flying past me in a bmw anyway spend time thinking about what you do make the most of your time by by preparing for your workout have a plan going into it have a a goal and something that you want to accomplish um, every workout and then uh just analyze it you know spend some time in between sets thinking about how you can improve the next set that should always be, always be what your, your mind is on. Don't let your mind wander. I know it's hard with the smartphones. I want to just automatically go to Instagram or YouTube or something like that. But I literally, I stopped listening to my headphones for this past month 
and just kind of just try to get in the zone. I put my phone away. I stopped playing around with it. It got too distracting. Um, and it's great because I'm, I'm, I'm meeting more people at the gym. I'm interacting more. I'm talking to them. I'm learning from the people there, uh, making friends and stuff like that. And that's all because I'm out of my own head and getting into, you know, the environment of the gym and getting more into the culture, interacting with the other gym goers. So, and those are people that, you know, can provide feedback and, you know, they'll ask me questions and then maybe it's a question I never thought of, but I had the answer to, and I provided the answer and it's like, oh my God, I learned something too, but it just wasn't at the surface. So something else to think about, you know, try to make the most of every gym session, try to think of one thing, every gym session that you're going to improve on for the next session and, uh, apply it next time. That's all I got for now, guys. If you're interested in training, reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at Iron and Grit, or you can check me out at ironandgrit.com. Get to my contact page there, and I'll get back to you right away. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.